Hey, what's up guys? I want to introduce you to Jacob Couch before I get into this podcast. Uh, he was one of the most humble guys I've ever talked to, not just through podcasting, but in life. Uh, he's an amazing human being. He's been through quite a bit. I'm going to link down all of where you can find his videos, his social media. I highly, highly, highly recommend you find him and you go through his story. The extended version is going to be on Flow Grappling. And you will be able to find a shortened version or eventually they may put it on YouTube. But either way, this is definitely worth the listen. I apologize for any quality issues. I'm still working out some bugs. This guy is solid. Whether or not you are into jujitsu, into fighting, or anything else, this is an amazing listen. And I want to welcome you to the one and only Hillbilly Hammer. Jacob Couch, thank you again for coming on and doing this. I cannot thank you enough, man. Um, for those of you who do not know Jacob Couch, he is a brown belt now, right? Yes, sir. Brown belt in jiu-jitsu, uh, trains out of Pedago Submission Fighting in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Uh, you can find everything on YouTube and on Flow Grappling. And I stumbled into this dude watching a video of him basically sleeping on a mat that people were bleeding and sweating on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and it reminded me of like kind of me coming up. Um, so yeah, um, I hit him up and now we're here and kind of going to go through the story of your upbringing and how you got to be kind of like where you're at now. And obviously it's not where you want to end up at. You still have future goals. Yeah. Um, kind of get into those a little bit so uh why don't you just go ahead and kind of tell everybody kind of who you are where you're from and a little bit about yourself and kind of kick it off um so uh i'm from southeastern kentucky at a place called a uh, hazard kentucky it's a place of about five thousand people uh i'm actually i was i lived in a place called bonneman that's like right outside of hazard but I just say Hazard because it makes more sense. Like, it's like it's like the city and the county you're from, basically. Right. So um, I just say I'm from Hazard, but Hazard's about five thousand people. Uh, the little, the little area I lived in out, outside of Hazard, that's uh, where I stayed. It, it's eleven hundred people. It's even smaller. It's like it was the size of my high school, basically. Uh, my high school was like approximately about a thousand people. Um. I got I got into I got into like martial arts and training and stuff through uh, I was getting picked on online on Facebook comments from a few of my like quote friends like I, looking back they weren't really my friends but they were just who I had to hang out with they were kind of picking on me on, on the online stuff like uh, just like bullying me a little bit and then these two brothers Ken and Stone Beverly uh, were trained martial arts or M MMA and jujitsu and all that good stuff. They trained, and I went to school with them, and they had uh, they had seen on they had seen that in my comment section. Uh, they had seen that I was getting picked on, and I wasn't really standing up for myself. So they they commented on there, and then they were going back and forth with the two dudes. Uh, the Ken, the older brother, he messaged me privately and was like, "Hey, man, we get you set up. You come train, learn how to defend yourself. You know, maybe you could be good at this." I was like. All right, cool, bro. Like, I love watching the old UFC replays on like uh, ESPN three or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, so, right. 
I was like always loved to watch them, but they were only on sometimes. So I like just watched them whenever they were on there. Uh, so kid messages me, tells me to come, and I'm like, all right, dude, I would love to come, but I don't have a ride. So they gave me a ride. His dad, whose name is Kenny Be- Kenny Beverly, uh, he gave me a, a ride the first week. I met him. There was like a uh, right up the hill from where I lived on the road, on like the main highway, there was a Papa John's and we met every day in that parking lot that week. So he could pick me up from the Papa John's and take me to the gym, which was not that far. Uh, but anytime, uh, we really just couldn't afford the gas. I remember the first time I seen somebody put more than $5 in their gas tank. I was like really, really surprised, like ultra shocked that that was even a thing and that, that, that was a possibility. So they let me train the first, uh, the, the owner and coach of the gym that I trained at, Donald Nice, he was a, a very nice man. He let me train, the, the gym dues were $50 a month. I couldn't afford it. I could, couldn't reach that. Couldn't do that for the first six months. So they let me yeah. train for $25 a month. And uh, so from there, I trained like, for every from sophomore year of high school to senior year and when i graduated high school i didn't really know what i wanted to do with my life so i the 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 like school people and like the board and like all the official people at the school they care about the numbers because it means more money brings in less regulations all that good stuff they don't i personally don't feel like they cared about they care about students they're not really in a position to but so they, they, a few of them had convinced me to go to college or to try out the community college. And I had like halfway signed up. I like didn't really complete all the forms, nothing like that. And then uh, this gentleman by the name of Adam Gomez offered me the opportunity to come up for a week and train in a place called Georgetown, Kentucky. Um, and Georgetown, c- compared to where I'm from, is a big city. It's only 30,000 people, but it's a big, big city compared to where I'm from. And just like how the city's kind of set up. So I was like, man, that'd be really cool to go up there and like live and or uh, go up there and stay for this week and train. So I go up there, I'm training with the guys. And uh, one of my one of my coaches from there, his name was Sandro. He was talking to me. He's like, you, you're so he, it's a very straightforward individual. He said, so you're so you're poor, right? And I was like, and we're in like a circle after training. Like we're all sitting there in a circle. And I'm yeah. like. I'm an 18 year old kid. I, I don't really know nobody. I'm just like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like new and uncomfortable and like nervous and all this good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Bro just called you out. <laughs> he was like, he was like, so you're poor, right? And I was like, well, man, I mean, if you're putting it that way, yeah, I guess, I guess so. So he's like, here, do this. Take a year away from college, train jujitsu full time. You have a lot of potential and see how you like it. If you don't like it, you can always go back to school, but you'll never be able to get that year back. I was like, I was, I was like, all right, bro. All right. Good deal. So, so then I, uh, so then I, I did that. I was like, all right, cool, cool. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I don't want to go back home. There's nothing hazard for me. I have no reason to be there. No reason. And my whole life growing up, I always wanted to leave. Always wanted to leave, go somewhere else, like find a new place. So this is my opportunity. And I took it, so I moved up to Georgetown, where I lived for two years. Um, uh, I did, I did all right for myself in competition, all that stuff. 
while I lived in Georgetown. Had a, I had a, learned a ton, had a great bunch of great training partners. Um, and then I found out about PSF. So in on January 7th, 2020, I moved to PSF um, because I felt like it would be the best for my future. Was it the most comfortable move? Of course not. It was very hard for me to move away from all those people uh, because they all treated me like family, and I felt I felt I still feel really close to all of them. So it it, it was not an easy move, but I understood uh, what was going to come out of the move, and I understood uh, what going through that like grieving process and the loss of like being connected to all those people. Uh, I understood all that and it, it, it wasn't very easy, but I under, I just understood it was best for the future. That's all. So, and now here we are. All right, man. <laughs> and here we are. So you keep talking about hazard and, and how like bad it was and like through watching everything, like it, yeah, it, it looked pretty shitty, man. Do you mind like talking about like where you came from? Cause one of the biggest things that I thought was impressive is, like, I remember growing up and watching, like, MTV Cribs, or not Cribs, but, like, there was a show to where, like, the NBA player would go back to his high school, you know, and, like, the teachers would see him, and he gets to, like, meet the students and, like, all that stuff, like, and I got to see you do that. That's always been something that I thought was really cool, and the way you talk about the town, like, what exactly goes on there for you to want to literally take any branch that you can to get away from that city kind of like make you who you are i mean like you can watch them on youtube see the video but like it, it seemed um, like it really shaped who you were or who you are so the 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 reason the reason i wanted to move away so bad is there it's a very a hazard is a very low ceiling there's a low low ceiling hazard so the the cap potential wise there is is not as high as I've seen uh, not as high as the potential I believe I have in myself so with, with that being said I, I knew I was going to overflow like just internally if I if I stayed in hazard after I graduated high school it wasn't going to be good there was going to be nothing good come out of it um, and I always just kind of wanted better for myself so uh, because I knew I knew I was better than all all the uh, all the hardship and all the uh, all the hard stuff that goes on there, like the addiction, the overdoses, all that good stuff. I, I I knew I knew I wanted more for myself than that. Did you ever get into like partying or like drugs or alcohol or anything? No, nah. no, nah, man, not not really my thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. Like I remember, like watching the videos and stuff. I remember watching it go through like the trailer and seeing like that you had written down on that door um that's I great I, oh my gosh dude that was one of the once i really i the when i wrote that i was like what exactly not, did you write on the door like haha i wrote it like I, yeah. I like, it wasn't a serious thing i didn't even think about it and now it's like it's like i'm 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 starting to try to do that more and more but just the 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 amount of effort I put in then, and now that I put it now, it's like, uh, I guess you, you like kind of write or speak things into existence. <laughs> yeah. So, so for people yeah. that haven't seen like the the documentary or video or you know whatever you want to call it, 
would you mind like kind of explaining like exactly what that like the door and like what you wrote on it like the significance of that is um so i was i was uh it was probably after i missed like three or four days in a row after training or something like that like just being lazy and i was like trying to pump myself up so i wrote them on my door which was like plastic wood by the way it was so soft it was, i i threw like a golf ball at it playing around one day and it just like went straight through the door was it those trailer doors where they're really thin and then in the yeah. middle there's like that cardboard like the zigzag cardboard yes 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 exactly those <laughs> so yep. i i i felt really bad about myself one day because i was like oh man i'm being so lazy like i don't you know i was just like this is stupid like i should be doing something but i wasn't I wasn't making the decision to do something, so I put it. I, it well, it is, it is all of me. So I wrote on the door. I put, uh, "You get out what you put in, or work hard. You get out what you put in. A hundred percent is mandatory." That's why I wrote that on the door, and never even thought anything about it. Never really paid attention to it much again. Uh, it was just kind of there, and I guess that like subconsciously carried with me. Uh, every now and then, so, you know, I still, like Memo says, I still got my lazy spells, but. Yeah, what was it like to go back to that trailer? Because I was like, I did this thing to where, like, a couple of years ago, um, I went back to, like, a trailer that I was in, and I slept on, like, this, like, uh, ottoman type thing. Or, yeah. like, kind of wide enough, but, like, it folded out into, like, a kind of a bed. And my bulldog and I, like, we kept each other warm off of, like, the stove. You know, and so, like, that was, like, one of, like, the worst winters I've ever had. And so I went back to that trailer to, like, take a picture of it. And I've always wanted to be, like, all right, you know, like, I started here, and now, like, I've, I've gotten here, you know. And so, like, see you actually, like, go back and, like, go through the actual, like, place where you grew up. Like, what, how does that, like, affect you, I guess? <laughs> It brings a uh, a really sincere form of appreciation for me. Um, just uh, being able to like overview every aspect of the journey kind of gives me like a broader spectrum of uh, a vision on how far I've come. I remember being honestly, it's crazy. I remember being or the trailer being so much bigger when I was smaller. Like it, I felt like it was like so big, like I could run and jump around and like do all kinds of like ki just kid stuff really. Yeah. And, uh, I walked in there and my head was touching the ceiling. I was like, no fucking way. This place had, I remember this had place had to be bigger. Like, but, but, but it, it wasn't. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. It looks so small. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, th I actually I thought that it was like one of those double ceilings, and it had collapsed a little bit because just watching you, you did look. It looked short. I mean, like just from like where the camera was. I don't yeah. know, but the, the um, ceilings were always bowed, like bowed in like that. Oh, uh, okay. It was. It wasn't always that bad, and the the floors weren't always that bad. But the trailer was always like slanted, like you set a pin down and it would like roll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. um with uh with the roof and stuff though it it had always had like a bow to it no matter what so yeah. and the light it always kind of like hung down real weird yeah so i know like another reason why 
kind of watching like the videos like like i don't want to talk about too much about what we talked about before this but like you had spoke about addiction and kind of like hazard is like very well known for addiction and like you had some like addiction in your family um i actually came from like the opposite spectrum of that so i'm the oldest and of like the children in my family and i actually went to rehab about three and a half years ago um like for uh prescriptions and alcohol and it just had gotten to a point where i was like done and it's almost been like something that i've been like afraid to say out loud you know yeah. or like like ashamed of like things that i did before and afraid of like you know what people will say about me now and so like hearing you be like open about it like i've never actually heard that before so like thank you for for doing that first of all um, second of all what so i know like you 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 have the the video out and everything like would you mind talking about like the relationship with your mother and how like you got to be with your mama or is that just something that you don't really want to want to talk about oh no that's fine man all right uh, me and uh me and my mom are actually on really really good terms right now. She just got out of rehab and she's doing amazing. That's so awesome. That's, that's awesome, man. Really exciting. Um. So uh, my when my when I was like two, my mom had took me to a babysitter and got too high and forgot to come back and get me. So my mamma, my the babysitter called my mamma or my grandma. She called her. And uh. And told her like, "Hey, she's not here. You know, where? What do you do with? The, what do you want me to do with him?" Or basically like that, and like trying just trying to figure out where I need to go. And Memo came and picked me up and got my name changed over and legally adopted me and all that good stuff. And then she raised me from two to when I moved away. Yeah, I saw like when you went back to Hazard, and you did. There's like a. Uh an interview type thing to where like you and your mama are sitting on the couch. Um, just that conversation, like it reminded me of like me and my grandma, like my grandma, she's like little four foot, like 11, like yeah. English looking, you know, like little yeah. tiny woman. And like, it reminded me of that. Like that interaction was like a very genuine thing. Um, what is your relationship like with her now? And like, I don't know how much of it was like how you guys recorded it, but like it literally, it, she did she seemed depressed to like see you kind of like drive away you know but like she cries time. every time <laughs> it doesn't change it's never been it's oh, oh my gosh it's so bad she cries every time and i know it's coming too because she'll try to speak she'll start to try to speak to me i'm like all right ma'am i gotta go yeah. she'll start to speak to me and she'll go she'll like look away like wander for a second like come back to me and just hug me um <laughs> but Man, mine and her relationship is great, man. She messages me every day, checking on me, telling me goodnight, telling me how much she loves me all the time, every day, like three, four times a day. And yeah. uh, we we stay in touch really well. Um, she's doing a little bit better now. She got really, really, she her health is terrible anyway, but she got really, really sick, like spe especially sick uh, like a month or two ago. Um, and now she's like doing a little bit better. Uh, still smokes like a freight train. Um, <laughs> just smokes an absurd amount of cigarettes and nicotine. So, uh, mine and her relationship is really good, though. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I know, like, uh, like you're clearly going places. 
Um, you've came up like just from like I've only been into jujitsu for about three weeks. Um, I'm actually I've been like in MMA for a long time. Um, I'm doing my master's in like dietetics to work with combat sports athletes, but like I've never actually like dove into jujitsu to like who is who and everything you know and kind of through that. I just found out yesterday that we were learning a like a bottom pass type thing and you had flipped a guy from my gym um like you were like the reason why we had that little seminar part was, <laughs> <laughs> Who actually, was it? uh his name is mike um mike we're, uh, i don't know but i'll text you and let you know but we're in uh, ann arbor michigan so it's like it w- and it was it was mike. recent yeah Mike, uh, I honestly don't know his last name. Is he an MMA fighter? It's possible. I, it's it's an MMA gym, yeah. Oh, what is his name? It's uh, it, was it, Do you know if it's at the Midwest Finishers in Chicago? It was recent. I know that, but it, yeah, it was just a jujitsu okay, tournament. Right, we'll figure that later. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, so anyway, so you're clearly going somewhere, and it's like all your videos are gaining traction. You know, like, you're getting people to come in. You're, like, you kind of, you're just you, bro. You know, and, like, there's so many people. Yeah, it's that, simple. Like, yeah, I know, but, like, it's not simple. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> no, like, I'm even, like, I mean, I'll be mad enough to say, you know, like, every time I go around, like, certain set of boys, I feel like I got to act a certain way, you know, and, like, that's a flaw that I have that I'm working on. Seeing you, like, you don't do that. Like, that pushed me to go to the gym, and now everybody in that place is positive. You know, like, nobody talks shit. It's one of the most positive atmospheres and respectful, too, because you, you can't steal someone's shit because you're going to have to settle it right there, you know? Yeah. So it's, I don't know. So, like, seeing you kind of come from that and you're going far, like, you obviously have a long way to go. You just helped Heath out with, you guys won the, uh, the Nogi Pans as a team, right? And then you also yeah, yeah our blue first. we didn't even need any points from the brown or black belts, bro. We I think we won that with just blue and purple. Really? Yeah, I swear it's crazy. God. Yeah, dude, that was I, it's. I feel like I was kind of like blessed to be able to find you guys when there's already this compilation of videos. I don't have to wait for everything to come out. Oh, you like content wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so it's like I got to like get introduced to Heath. And get introduced to all of you guys and then see you kind of like come up and win the championships and like, you know, like get like uh with the got or went from brown belt to black belt, you know, and like just kind of like seeing all these things. It's really sweet to actually kind of almost like feel like I'm a part of it in a weird way because of like having <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, I mean like watching it, you know, I mean like it's realistically like you know, during a pandemic, nobody can really do anything. And to be able to find something new of, like, being able to exhaust emotion or feeling, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's, like, a, it's like a glimmer of hope, bro. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, I for feel, sure. I feel like we do that. I feel like uh, I feel like that's what it's all about. And the, the, I think the success is like a, uh, a runoff of that. The, the, the winning the competitions and all that shit, that shit's cool, man. It's obviously great. We all want to win. Nobody wants to fucking lose. But being able to, like, help somebody think in a more positive manner or change somebody's life or like motivate somebody to go to the gym and better themselves. That's what it's all about. That's what's that's, that's why I think that's why we are who we are. And, yeah. and he, 
Heath is the biggest, uh, he's, he's the orchestrator of all that. So, um, and he, he just runs, he just runs a really, uh, the, the sales runs the sales really well. And we surf the waters are at, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I know like I had said something about coming down there, um, and kind of training and it's definitely something I'm going to do. I talked to a couple of coaches at the gym and like, so we do like, you know, the, just the fundamentals. And then right after is like an intermediate. And with uh-huh. me being like a bigger guy, I, I try to throw people around, you know, like if I'm like learning fundamentals with like somebody that weighs 140 pounds and then like, they just let us go. I'm going to like overpower these people. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. Anyway, but yeah, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah no but anyway like you're going places where exactly are you wanting to go like where are you taking this because you've already went back to hazard once you know and like you even said like you outgrew hazard or like you know you were going to overflow and like you're climbing the ranks in jujitsu you're doing well online do you have like future plans and it's kind of like what do those look like um so I don't really, uh, I don't really worry too much about the future, or like anything like that. I'm more of like a one step at a time. Um, I just know the way I've always thought about it is if I just keep my head down, keep doing the same thing, keep working hard, it'll it'll all pay off, and that's the way I think, and that's the way I think I'll always think. Uh, I just I just try to try to move forward and get get better each day, on and off the mess as a person and how I treat people, uh, and how I you know how I do jujitsu. I obviously want to get better at that, but um, just keep trying to be a better person and keep trying to be a better practitioner. Those those are only really two things. Because the way I look at it is is the less uh, the less factors you have, the less things can go wrong. So you have like a circle and what's inside the port and circle are those two things for me. Everything outside of the circle is not as important as those two. What is that? Oh, no, it's, it's apparently Canon just decides to shut off after 30 minutes for some reason. It's, <laughs> it's just an asshole and decides to mess with me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, so if there's like an important circle, those two things are in that circle for me. And everything else is, you know, it's not like it's not important, but it's definitely not as important as those two things. Those two things are priority. Um, and that's probably how I live my life to the day I die. Dude, that's amazing. I feel like I'm slowly learning that. Like the pandemic has kind of taught a lot of people a lot of things. Yeah. And priorities and putting myself first and everything. That's it's definitely up there. So um, you, have to be, uh, you have to be a little selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely have to be a little selfish every now and then. So, all right, man. I know it's getting late over there. Um, I want to thank you again for coming on. Oh, your, dude, thank you. This your, is a great opportunity, your story man. story is amazing. Um, why don't you tell everybody where they can kind of find all your story online, uh, okay. find you on Instagram, and what your nickname is and how you got it. And uh, I'll let you go. All right. Uh, at the Hillbilly Hammer on Instagram, Pedigo Submission Fighting on YouTube, Pedigo Submission Fighting on at Pedigo Submission Fighting on Instagram as well. Uh, Flow Grappling, we have a whole series on there. Um, 
Uh, shout out. Uh, can I shout some people out? Is that yeah, cool? of course. Uh, Alejandro Viner, George Valdez, Heath Pedigo, Andrew Wilsey, Michael Pixley. Uh, our gang of white belts, I'm not even going to start on those because we have so many. Uh, really, you know what? Fuck, you know, scratch everything I just said. Everyone here at PSF, <laughs> everyone that supports the revolution, I support you. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. All right, thanks again, man. I really appreciate it, and I'm going to put a link below for everything. Um, and also tell, uh, fuck, is Alejandro who does the videos? George. George, yeah. Tell George he's really good. I like his shit. So Yeah, he's amazing, dude. He's a yeah. different dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's awesome. So, All right, bro. Thanks again. I appreciate your time. Have a good night. All right. Thank you, man. Peace. Yeah.